All right, so here we are. Hey, Sean, how are you, man? I'm surviving. You know, it's it's Monday, as I keep saying. Yeah, I know. The, the I, world. A couple of, uh, I think I was worried on your end. I had some problems reaching you because you were so busy. Dude, it's been <laughs> crazy busy the past little while between yeah. work and I'm mean, just trying to plan some some vacations. I'm going to go up to, uh, to Tremblant for a few days next month. I'm going to go up to uh, Thousand Islands for a few days. You know, we just need a couple of escapes to to break out of the routine. Plus, just work's been busy, and I feel like there's just been a lot going on lately. So, yeah. Yeah, same same here. Same same uh, process of uh, buying a house for yeah. me. So there's a lot of uh, discussions to be I'm had, sure. and a lot of stress apart from work. But that things aside, I'm really excited for today's episode because we have a friend with us today. Yeah. We have a friend. Well, one of your <laughs> friends. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, hopefully he's, he's gonna become your friend yeah, too. Yeah, I'm super um, down to, because for this today, conversation. Like, I'm, I'm super jazzed. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was the ideal guest for the today's subject. So uh, we're gonna do a full-on review of Jurassic World Dominion and maybe the the Jurassic Park franchise as a whole. Uh, but I know just the guy for that. Uh, he's a, the true fan of the Jurassic Park franchise. I call him like an aficionado of the dinosaurs. And he's a really successful film and movie director uh, in the Quebec market that I work with in the past. Say hello to Francis Papillon. Francis. Hey. Hey, hey buddy. How are you guys? Really I good. really like the dinosaurs behind you on the screen. It's actually listen, like super on point for today's listen, combo. There are dinosaurs in front, <laughs> dinosaurs behind on the sides. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real like dinosaur fan and a dinosaur nuthead for me. When I was a kid, uh, was I totally wanted to be a paleontologist until I realized the amount of scientific work that actually goes into <laughs> it. Same thing with like being an archaeologist. I was like, I want to be Indiana Jones. And then you realize it's not really like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the movies are always skewing our vision of these. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. Of the fields. But that doesn't make them any less entertaining. Absolutely not. <laughs> So, Francis, you can introduce yourself a little bit, tell everybody who you are, yes. and introduce your drink after that. Yes, absolutely. So, I, I'm, uh, yeah, Francis Papillon. I'm a director, illustrator, uh, animator also. Uh, I've studied uh, animation uh, at the university. Um, and then in 2015, I met uh, Fred in, at the Innis, where we st both studied, and I was uh, studying as a director there. Uh, I've worked on a lot of things. I really like to touched a bit of everything in the in the media and the cinema um, uh, in the media and cinema environment I've tried uh, I did a bit of a web series in animation for kids uh, I've done also a few short films I think I've done uh, four or five short films including the one I did with uh, Fred which was uh, Clara yeah. uh, which is a mm -hmm. sci-fi movie I'm a big fan of, uh, of sci-fi movie of all genres but mostly like soft what i would call soft sci-fi like things that are in a in a near future and uh, these uh, these things like that so that's the type of film we we did together uh more recently i've done um projects for kids in the like with the the, the native kids in fact with the uh, native myths and legends uh, to to talk about them with the with kids for aptn which is the uh, native uh, channel on tv um, and I also made a, a short film uh, last year to uh, help with the, 
in fact, to, to raise awareness about uh, domestic violence in LGBTQ couples, which is a serious subject. And I was really, really proud of doing this, uh, this, uh, this work. And um, so, yeah, it's really ranging. It's, it, I do a, f a, lo a lot of different types of projects and I love doing that. Uh, I'm also starting a new project with the uh, NFB. Uh, in animation, and it's gonna uh, have th something to do with dinosaurs. So I guess <laughs> that's my segue into saying that I just, yeah, I'm just a dinosaur paleontology fan. I've always been like since I'm five years old. Uh, Jurassic Park franchise uh, has like a huge place in all my character building, all, all what I've become. Um, so I'm really glad that you invited me uh, today to talk about it with you. Oh, super happy to have you yeah, here. Thank you so much. Super happy to have you, Francis. And just to rebound on what you said, so yeah, we, we met in 2015 and I had the real pleasure of uh, producing uh, one of the short films that uh, he worked, well, we worked on, so Clara, which is a science fiction short. And I think we had a lot of success with this one. It was um, it was such a cool project. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it recently, I think, prior to this recording. And I mean, such a vision, man. I mean, it was such a pleasure working with you. You're really... I think you're such an imaginative and creative filmmaker. I mean, there's nothing but success ahead of you for sure. And uh, no, it's uh, it's cool that we finally got you on board for the podcast because I wanted to book you for a while, yeah. but since you're a busy man and we are too, it was it was tough on the schedule. But here we are. Yeah, so for to discuss sure. Jurassic Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I think you or, found the you, you found the right subject for me. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Life uh, um, found a way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Schedule found the yeah. way. Yeah, Schedule exactly. found the way. <laughs> so, what do you have in front of you for your for a drink? Yeah, uh, so so I'm a, a gin and tonic kind of guy. So I've got a gin and tonic that I made with uh, the dandy gin, uh, which is a, yeah. which is a Quebec gin, and it's uh, it's really good, uh, really floral. It's uh, yeah, it's it's delicious. So and just a, a pinch of uh, like two little slices of lemon. So. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think dandy is distilled with either, I think it's, is, there, is it apple or pear? I think there's like mm. an apple taste or pear taste in it. Honestly, I, sure. I'd have to look on the bottle. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it, it might be. It might be. Yeah. I know that it's a Quebec yeah, product. It's, it's a good product. Yeah. I like it. I have tried it before. Sean, what are you about you, buddy? What do you have? Well, I realized when we had Tom Bacon on the show here that I had the Appleton Estate, but it never really got to... Uh, dive into it as much as I wanted to because we didn't really dive too much into the drinks at all on that show we got a little carried away with our Doctor Strange Marvel conversation so I figured I would come back mm. we'll, we're going to sample the Appleton Estate again this time which I had rum on the last episode I remember that and we're going to go to this one as well this is a Jamaican rum I find this one is pretty sharp but it almost has because the last one was very molasses if i'm not mistaken it was something with the cracking yeah that, that's what i remember this one i find very citrusy i think would be the appropriate word there's almost like a zest of orange but it doesn't taste like orange juice or anything but i feel like a zesty orange with maybe a bit of like nut or something to that akin is Ooh. more the note that you would come across with this particular rum is I, so you have like an April spritz kind of vibe? A little bit, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Once yeah. again, I'm having it neat. Uh, it's not mixed with anything. Uh, there's no ice. There's no water. It's just poured directly into the glass because sometimes I'm a maniac. 
<laughs> I am too. <laughs> I can understand that. Uh, on my end, since it's a, it's a hot day, I wanted something refreshing. Uh, so I'm drinking hard seltzer. I think I've had it before during the show. Uh, coarse seltzer, strawberry flavored. Um, it's pretty neat. It's really good. Um, so just like in a quiet, I don't know, we- weekday afternoon when you you had a tough, like, I don't know, harsh day at the office, that's something really, I don't know, not too, like, not many calories. It's really light. It's really easy to, to drink. So um, cheers, boys. Cheers to that. Note. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. It's o- cheers to the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's only yes. Monday. It's only Monday. <laughs> it's only Monday. And it's starting so well. The whole week ahead of us. I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that they could see and touch. Creation is an act of sheer will. her here forever they find her we're never gonna see her again we gotta protect her that's our job humans and dinosaurs can't coexist we created an ecological disaster Ellie Sattler Alan Grant you didn't come out all this way just to catch up now did you you coming or what we're racing toward the extinction of our species we not only lack dominion over nature we're subordinate to it The meat of the subject. Yeah, the meat of the show. So you two have seen Jurassic World Dominion, right? Yes. Both of you. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Uh, We're going to get into spoiler territory, but go nuts. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about the viewers. Uh, So that is your spoiler alert. But I guess the the first question uh, will go both sides. First reactions. How was it? Tell me about <laughs> it. Francis, you go first. Uh, I, yeah. I had to go first. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get uh, demolished by this. But I actually I went in having such low expectations of this movie that I I actually kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> While I like I I did have a smile on my face like during the movie, um, and I mean I I'm saying this as someone who was ferociously disappointed uh, by Jurassic World Dominion, uh, the first one, sorry, the Jurassic World, and most of all by Fallen Kingdom. So I was really disappointed with these other two movies, but I think now knowing the universe that it's that they decided to set in and not having my expectations too high, I just, I, 
I, I am able to be critical, and, and I, I'm very critical of the movie, but I was able to just, like, enjoy the ride and understand, like, what that movie was supposed to be. Fred, what about you? God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna seem really harsh, but I mean, Francis, I totally like respect your opinion, but I hated it. It's, it's really not good. Uh, I think that as a whole, maybe I'm biased because I'm not a huge fan of the sequel trilogy for Jurassic World. I really like the th the first three movies, to be honest. Yes, even Jurassic Park three. Um, but no, it's, I think, and how can I compare this, Sean? I think we've made the comparison together, but I think that this is similar to the sequel trilogy for Star Wars, is that the first one, Jurassic World, was kind of, okay, they reused some of the material from the originals, it sold, people still liked it, but unoriginal. Second one was ballsy and took the whole franchise in another direction, uh, with cloning, I can, as I can say, uh, which maybe some people like, some people disliked. I know Francis didn't like the second one. Yeah, and then they retook this, rehashed this, but trying to make it more interesting for the people, for the Fallen Kingdom haters. And it was just an even, an even bigger disaster than what, like, what they hoped for. So I, I can appreciate that even the original cast came, by for, came back for this, but the way they were used, I think it's an, it's not really an honor for them. It's not an homage to them, really. Uh, it's a messy film. Not good, to be honest. It's, it's, I think it's good that it's, this trilogy is ending, but like I think like both of you, I want it to come back eventually in another form. But it was a disappointing film. That, that's the, I can't lie on this. I, I do have a question since both of you have seen it. Uh, did you guys see the Battle at Little Rock? Yeah, Battle at Big film? Rock. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen everything. You can ask so me anything. I've seen everything. That particular short I thought was great. I, I really liked I it. I loved the horror vibes and the small tone to it. How much does the new movie clash with that short film? This is such a... Honestly, there are so many weird decisions. Because I don't know if, if you've all so watched, but there's a prologue. A prologue. Yeah. Which yeah. is amazing. It's like I mean, five minutes this, of like planet yeah, Earth, but set in the exactly. dinosaur times, and then it segues into like modern times where the T Rex attacks a drive-in theater, and it's just it's Jura that's Jurassic Park for me. Like I mean, the horror is there, the awe, the T Rex is beautiful, huge, and I mean, and do you know what? I don't know if you know that, but it's not in the movie. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a prologue, yeah. but it's not in the movie. They didn't, they, they cut it. I don't know when. It's I, a YouTube promo, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was sure. I mean, this would have been a much better intro to the movie than what's what the movie starts with at the moment. And for, from what I've heard, because I've read a lot of critics online and, and I've, I follow Colin Trevorrow on Twitter and, uh, and I, it, there's supposed to be an extended version coming, like a, a director's cut and probably oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then the prologue is, uh, like rumored to be in it. So, because the movie is already like, I think two and 40, two hours, 40. Two thirty, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's two thirty, two thirty-five. So, so I mean, I know it's not for everyone. Like, that wants to have a like a three-hour and uh, like uh, and some uh, movie of Jurassic Park. But I mean, even though like I don't know who's gonna go and watch it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go and watch that extended cut, uh, hoping that some because also that the the editing is weird. Uh, the editing yeah. is choppy. Yes. Uh, there there are moments that you feel wow something was cut here and it's it was not supposed to be that way so there are plenty of weird things but one of these decisions is that like yeah battle of big rock was so 
I was so hopeful seeing that short film, how it was done, the dread, the sense of dread, the sense of like, that was Jurassic Park to me. And mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't go in that direction. I, I can I can leave you a Fred. I don't know if you've seen it Battle at Big, at Big Rock. You know what? I, I, I think I'm not sure I did, to be honest, but it's okay. We can you, you can continue speaking uh, on it of it and I'll 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 rewatch yeah. it whenever possible. But I do confirm what you said about the editing. The editing was choppy and weird. I especially think of the whole scene on the black market yeah. of dinosaurs, I think was in Italy. In I'm Ma not sure the Malta. action scenes is all over the place. Um, and also the script, like the lines of a few characters, and I think the main villain. I don't. I total, totally weird character. Who is the villain? Because the <laughs> so, villain's not teased in the trailer. Yeah. So yeah. so the villain is Lewis Dodson, who, for people who know the Jurassic universe, is the guy in the first movie who gives the money to Dennis Nedry to go and steal the embryos. Dawson's. Dawson's, but it's not Dawson's the same actor. Right it's not the same actor, no, right? Because the the, no. the actor is now in prison for because he's a sex offender. So it's a new actor <laughs> that they cast for this role. But like, uh, is it, this the company that's in the the Dominion Biosyn was in the Jurassic universe since the very beginning. It's in it's in Crichton's book too. So they they really did use like the real lore and uh, and universe of uh, Jurassic Park to bring him back. Um, he was he had a prominent role in the second book, which is the Lost World, but with mm -hmm. the movie is a bit different from the from the book. Uh, but it's a bit of an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You read you read the second book. I have them <laughs> okay. on my shelf. Yeah. Okay. Well, you understand what I mean. Yeah. But if I remember well, uh, Dodson was in the second book, uh, and uh, so they brought that character back uh, as like the head of Biosyn now. So, uh, so that's uh, that's with the the villain. But he's the let's say he's the human villain. There's also the non-human villain, which is another weird point of this movie, which I didn't hate as a choice. But I understand that a lot of people were mad, and there is a there is something about that also that just um, like kind of trolls the old movie away. I, I watched a, a critic talk about that. I don't know, uh, Fred, if you want if you want me to already go like inside with into spoilers. This. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of spoilers. course. Go ahead. No, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so in fact, let's just say that there are kind of two uh, parallel um, stories here. There's the story with the new cast and the story with the old cast, and the like at the end, the the climax, they finally kind of meet. And the story around the old cast, so uh, Ellie Sattler, Alan Grant, and uh, Ian Malcolm, is that, in fact, Biosyn um, has engineered locusts, giant locusts with, uh, like, Cretaceous DNA. And they engineered them so that they would eat the crops of other uh, brands. A bit, like, it's, it's a definitely a straight like bullseye for monsanto <laughs> i mean it's really like they, they become this bioengineering uh, uh conglomerate and now they're trying to have the full control but they lost the control so they so right there that sounds like a really weird b movie i know and but but that's also very Crichton. that's very michael Crichton. Mm -hmm. so which is why i think this line the andromeda strain yeah exactly exactly so so this is interesting. So and they discover, yeah. So they, they have to trace back like the DNA of those locusts, and they trace it back to Biosyn, and they go to the compound, and so and they're the, the, the so the big villain is the locust because the locusts are eating the whole food supply of the planet, and they're reproducing more, and they're becoming invasive. So like 
the 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 real um the real danger of Jurassic World Dominion is like the whole planet might collapse <laughs> like the a, a whole environmental collapse so that's the, the they are the, the the villain the real like non-human villain which is weird because we're in Jurassic Park and we're in Jurassic World Dominion where yeah. all the advertising was that oh my god how will humans and dinosaurs coexist not how will humans and locusts coexist so in fact it's just like a total uh, diversion, you know, because the the movie begins with uh, all these situations like dinosaurs have caused 37 deaths this year. How are we going going to live with them? And then the real danger is not the dinosaurs, it's the locusts. And at the end of yeah. the movie, it's like, uh, we just have to understand how to live with one another. And it's the harmony between humans and animals, like in dinosaurs. So this whole locust thing, I honestly, I liked it because I thought it was interesting as a, as a plot device, and I thought it was very Michael Crichton. And there are, I, I have to say, one of the, the most powerful scenes, like visually and, and for the sense of dread, is uh, when the, the swarm of locusts, uh, the first time it's revealed, it appears in the trailer, but seeing it in theater and in IMAX and the two kids like screaming, and that was very Jurassic Park too, because you have the, like, the yeah. biological horror uh, sense that, that's, so that was a really nicely put scene. There were that, that's why I still kind of liked the movie. There were a few like moments that were really like, wow, why isn't the movie like all the time like that? You know, it's true. It's really a um, genre mishmash. It's always going in so many directions instead of just in, of just staying like a bit more straightforward. Because of that decision, basically what we're saying is, I think is the dinosaurs were a little sideline in the whole plot because basically they're just, let's say mindless monsters attacking them more than the main, I don't know, like the main MacGuffins or the main yeah, they're, they're, the main characters to, to, to help or to try to solve the situation. They're just basically like the monsters attacking people in this one, but not just like a main goal. They're you know obstacles. What I mean? so, they're obstacles yeah, for they're the obstacles, true exactly. quest. Yes. So that's yeah. what is weird because it's not making us learn how to live with them. You know, with Battle of Big Rock, it was exactly that. It was a camping trip, a family. So, so what happens at Battle of Big Rock for you, Fred, is like just a family, uh, like camping in the woods uh, in, their, in their trailer and suddenly like they realize that everybody around them has shut down their lights and everything and they have to be quiet and there there are dinosaurs that come to the camping ground and at the beginning it's cute and uh, it, because they're herbivorous dinosaurs like it's the nasudoceratops that comes there but then a huge predator the allosaurus comes by and wrecks everything and now you have the children that are in danger which is a very jurassic park thing to do also uh, and so, and it's just eight minutes, but that's what Dominion should have been about, you know, people like yeah. trying to understand how those dinosaurs, there's so much potential for a horror movie uh, in this Dominion universe. That's what I want to see. I want to see a horror movie set in the Jurassic World universe. I think that's, that could be great. Uh, I hope they do like a bit something like that in the future where they create a a kind of MCU where they can explore different genres, maybe maybe not as wide as MCU because MCU you can, you have Deadpool, which is just absurd comedy, and then you have horror with uh, like we were talking uh, uh, 
well, it's not completely horror, but it, there are a bit more horror parts in the multiverse of madness, or you mean, I mean, scary parts. So maybe they can do something with the with this franchise and bring it a bit a bit elsewhere. Like having now settled that dinosaurs are in the world, and now we can do like what we want with them. You know, what is interesting for to tell the story with them. Yeah. So no, he summarized it really well, uh, Sean. Uh, so yeah, it's it doesn't feel like a normal Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World film because of that plot. And again, the old I was really happy to see the original cast again, um, but because they're all really merged in this part of the story, it's it, you don't really see Alan Grant's uh, have an interaction with dinosaurs that much. Uh, same with the other two as well. And um, I don't know what you think, Francis, but I mean, I think I, I thought maybe Alan Grant's portrayal in this or Sam Neill's portrayal was a little weird. He didn't seem really excited to be there, but I guess that's the Alan Grant character yeah. because he's always complaining <laughs> and he's not happy to be anywhere. But I just thought that he they didn't use his character like as they should. Yeah, he was really quiet. He didn't interact much. I like Ian Malcolm. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. Jeff Goldblum always sells it. And I think that um, Laura Dern did a, well, a really good job as well. But yeah, Sam Neill, I think, was is a little sideline. He was really quiet. He was just following people around, not saying much. Or maybe that's just my impression. But he wasn't involved that much as, it, as I wanted him to be, yeah. to be honest. But, that, you know, I, it, yeah. I think it's also a, like a something because of the plot i mean it's just a weird story why would ellie sattler go get alan grant alan grant for go, this yeah to go on a mission to biosyn which is in italy in the dolomites to go and like go and get some dna from those i mean just this the story and the the, the characters uh, intentions don't really make sense you have to like no. just get on board that they're gonna do things like and it's just and 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 it's one of my main um, critiques. I I think about the Jurassic World uh, franchise is that the characters are characters. They're not they're not people. You know, they're like Chris Pratt is an action hero. He's not gonna react like a normal person. Yeah, would everyone has do. like an archetype. Exactly, they are archetypes. They're stereotypes. So when they brought the old cast into that, they also had to kind of typecast them so they were much more one-dimensional than in the first movie where they are i mean i don't know for so many years i've seen critics of the first film like ah uh, there's no evolution in the characters there's like you go and see this just for the dinosaurs you and it's just a big spectacle and it's well done but there's nothing like story worth like the story's not and when you look at that now you see that it was not the case i mean I've watched that movie like countless times and those characters are fleshed out. They're interesting. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the, 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 the subjects they bring, like the scene where they're all around the table talking about like their fears for the park and are they sure, are you, are you scientists sure that they're doing something that they should do, you know? So, I mean, there were complex questions. That, I, that was very Spielbergian also. I mean, it's, it's the Spielberg touch to have brought this cast together and fleshed out these characters and their arcs um so i think that's the main thing that's lacking in the in the new movies i mean you you don't believe those characters they're not somebody that you could yeah. meet in real life and have a conversation with it's they're just there for the story they don't seem to have a 
to have a real universe outside of that. I mean, in this movie, like Claire, so Claire who who has a huge arc from the first movie to this one, because in the first movie, she was the stone cold businesswoman. Then in, in Fallen Kingdom, she becomes this, uh, uh, um, she, she's becoming this activist, like trying to raise funds yeah. to save the dinosaurs from the from extinction, calling the, 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 the woman. And then in this one, the, the movie starts and she's PETA. She's, uh, I mean, she's rescuing dinosaurs in abandoned farms and like, so, I mean, it's an extreme curve for a character that started as a cold, calculating businesswoman without emotions and who didn't care about children. And now she's working for PETA. I mean, that's yeah. like, that's, that's stretched. So that's why all those characters, they're all stereotypes. And I think that's, that's why we don't, we can't connect to those characters as much as like I did with the ones in the first and second movie. I would say I'm a big fan of The Lost World too. I know a lot of people trash on it still, and I don't always understand the critics because I think it's a great movie. It's a gr it's not the same as Jurassic Park. They try to do... The main critic I often heard was that, like, why would people go back to an island? They knew that the first time it didn't work. And I think it's not a good excuse. I mean, it's still, it's a movie, but like, the motivations for the characters to go back on the islands are interesting and they are possible. I mean, we just lived through two years of pandemic with, where people have like just shoved science everywhere and said, no, like uh, this is, a con we're controlled by the government. But I mean, people's reaction to things, we can't say, oh no, people would not react like this, like for such a situation, I think. So yeah, I think the, the depth of a, the characters is a big thing that's lacking in the, Jurassic World universe. That's that's one of my main disappointments, and I think it 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 trend it, it goes to the whole plots of the movies afterwards. Yeah. I have one I question nice. about Jurassic. Oh, sorry, Fred. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, uh, Sean. I think it's your turn to talk. Yeah, like that's I, a I'm nice sorry, segue I... to the other movies. But uh, Sean, go first. Go. Well, ahead. I was going to ask one question <laughs> about Jurassic World before we go and talk yeah. about the rest of the franchise. But I remember not too long ago, Sam Neill was talking about this new movie. I believe with deadline i want to say and he was saying that the original jurassic park if they were to make it today exactly the same way it would not sit well with audiences because it's quote-unquote too slow and that's why jurassic world has is almost wall-to-wall -wall action is what he said i wanted to know your thoughts on sam neill's thoughts on why how the jurassic world dominion was almost created for younger audiences with perhaps a lower attention yeah. span you want to go first Fred, or yeah yeah no oh. sure um you know what i think i agree with him that making jurassic world the original one from 1993 today uh, i think that the three of us yeah three the three of us i think would enjoy such a film because we can tolerate like smaller paced like slower paced films uh, that take their time and they're really character heavy and I think theory heavy, philosophical, philosophy, uh, phil yeah, philosophical heavy. I, I can say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if the the main target here is kids who grew up in Avengers, who grew up on DC, on the MCU, and you're trying to sell them dinosaurs, but not just as the science, but the action that comes with it. Yeah, I think that the action is going to take over the rest pretty much. So, but even there, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think about the action from Jurassic World Dominion and I'm, I'm like is 
was it was it super exciting action? I think I can think of maybe two scenes that I was really I think I was thrilled or excited near the end. But apart from that, I think that was so generic. We've seen these these scenes so many times before. But that's just me. I don't know, Francis, what you think. Yeah. But. So actually, I well, I think it's because maybe it's my filmmaker uh, brain talking. But I I mean I disagree with with uh, <laughs> with Sam Neill on that. Not not that I disagree, or or maybe it's it's wishful thinking on my part. But I think when you present people something and that you you try to make something that respects their intelligence they're gonna appreciate it i mean i understand that probably these films were made for a younger audience um so that they could sell things and merch and i mean i don't know if you've seen like it's a it's a problem for me and i had to restrain myself but the quantity the pure quantity of toys they've released for this movie for dominion it's just I think they 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 made about like 60 different species of dinosaurs in multiple sizes in multiple like the number of toys that are being sold with this series plus they are like bringing also toys from the like the Hammond collection which is from the first movie and the, so they're selling so much merch with these movies that I think they were made really more in a commercial way than Jurassic Park was made, which I think was a project that Steven Spielberg really wanted to do with his own heart, because it was a story he wanted to tell, you know? And I think these yeah. new ones were just... Uh, I don't, I, I'm not sure that they go that much on the nostalgia, you know? You, a lot of people say, oh, that it, they are making these movies just for the nostalgia. I'm not sure about that, because the real nostalgic people can be like will criticize the things that are not working with for, for these movies, but they really... Uh, made them to be summer blockbusters, which a lot of people think, oh, I just want to go to see a movie and switch my brain off. And which is not what Jurassic Park was. It was not, it was not that. So, uh, But Jurassic World Dominion is. Though, yeah, that, exactly. That, that we can agree. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's why I said I, I still like appreciated it for what it was. I, I had a fun ride, you know, but I'm, I'm sad that they don't they didn't uh, try to do something that was more respectful and maybe more meaningful because I mean this is entertainment at its like uh, let's say at its most entertainment and where you don't go out of the uh, uh, of the the, the, the the movie theater having like learned something for real or reflected on something and I think the first films there there was a bit more of that um, so yeah. there, there were more questions, like those ethical questions and philosophical questions. Even in the second one, there, there's a bit more of that than now. And, and which, which is weird because they clearly want to input some of that into Dominion because of the, uh, yeah, the, the, this Monsanto thing, the PETA, the how we treat the animals, how do we live with nature? It's important to not let the world collapse. But it's just, you feel like it's just like greenwashing or it's just very very on the surface to sell you a summer blockbuster with action non-stop and you're right uh, Fred, uh, as uh, for the um, Jurassic World uh, uh, which I didn't it, the pace of Jurassic World was slower and then for Fallen Kingdom I mean this the first is, half hour of Fallen Kingdom was just it's, it's ridiculous just, <laughs> it's ridiculous and I mean this is also a thing I hate from Dominion also is that you know the, those 
extreme limits that uh, you're always arriving at the right spot at the very last second and it's tiring you know at, in fallen kingdom is running from the volcano then there's a dinosaur arriving he escapes them he continues to run there's a gyrosphere they go whoa jump in the water they're in the water they're going to drown now it, their holes like made by it's the almost lava. like if there's it's not just, enough action they, yes. they fear they're gonna lose the audience exactly and it's yeah. just br like it's breathless action and dominion brings that to like another level i mean it's it spans yeah. multiple continents you don't have the time to look and to appreciate and to which just... is a shame because like i just can't i saw top gun maverick yeah. again for the second time i think there's like three or four action scenes in that movie and they left such an impression but at the end of the day the action in that movie probably counts for 10 percent of the screen time yeah but so, that yeah movie, pace is a huge yeah. issue for this film because as francis said is that and we, we had time to breathe in the, uh, I would say maybe in the first three films because yeah. we, we, we had a lot more times with the characters and the theories. Here, even if they want to pay an homage to what the first film was trying to say, we don't spend enough time with the characters to really deep down, go do a deep dive into the morale that I think maybe what Ian Malcolm tried to teach us about life finds a way and we need to try to evolve together and live the live on the same planet together. But it's not, we don't spend enough time discussing it. So it's just, I think, in the background that there's actually a morale to this story because this, the pace of this film is so fast and so many action scenes one after the other. It's crazy. You know, yeah. th thinking about it, like right live now, uh, I think another like maybe problem um, today with these films is that there are not enough limitations. I mean, yeah. nowadays you can do absolutely batshit things, crazy things, and you can you, you dream it and you can do it like by CGI or now the cameras are even more advanced. You can do those shots that run and that swing and that go and that whoo, which was much more difficult to do in 1993. So you had to like, like sit down a bit and reflect on how you really wanted to do those shots so maybe the the the, the fact that there are much less limitations now they just like put too much butter on the bread you know they, they they just they didn't limit themselves thinking okay we can do it let's do it and i think that's maybe they like it it, it gives us a sense that like nothing is real in this movie also like that that it's 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 just a, a, a bubble it's a story and uh, because they didn't, they didn't think enough about what they really want, what is necessary to put, and what is just like gravy on top. It's just gravy. It's it's it's, yeah. it's just gravy. Basically, so sounds go, like man. basically sounds like <laughs> Universal's asking, "What could they do?" and then stop to think if they should. And that's exactly mm. <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah. They should um, hire. They should hire Jeff Goldblum. Uh, at Universal. Just to oversee things. Yes, yeah, So oversee we're, things. we're at 36 <laughs> minutes right now. We've talked about Dominion. Uh, yeah. So I think we're, we've sunk our teeth quite thoroughly into Dominion. Yeah. Uh, for the next 20 to 30 odd minutes, let's try to focus that in on the rest of the franchise. Yes. So let's, I guess we'll try to allot what? Maybe like seven minutes per movie, give or take? Yeah. Seven to yeah. 10 movie, seven to 10 minutes. And the first one should be the easiest one because I think everyone has nothing but glowing admiration. But 
let's try to find something a bit more unique than like yeah. Jurassic Park is amazing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. maybe talk about your first experience watching Jurassic Park and how that was a transformative experience. Yeah. So, so what is really funny is that, um, well, it's it's one of the saddest part of my life that I was born too late to see Jurassic Park in the cinemas when I was <laughs> young because I was the saddest. Part yes, of your I mean this. I was two. Oh my! I was three. So I was so, one. So yeah. you see, so, my girlfriend was two, and her parents took her regardless. Oh my god! I mean, I would, been, I would have been. I would have been one. terrified. I would have been terrified because I was such a scaredy kid, you know. I I, I made nightmares because of, of Nightmare Before Christmas, like for no. like weeks and months. <laughs> so I remember watching the first Jurassic Park, and I was like, "Yay, dinosaurs!" But then, like, the Dilophosaurus came out and the T Rex came out, and I was just like, I had to cover my eyes. I couldn't watch. Yeah. But I was like, I needed to keep watching the movie, but I was, I was terrified, but in that like excited, terrified way. Like, I'm I, glad I just, you brought up. I'm glad you brought up the Dilophosaurus because he he makes an appearance yeah, in uh, Jurassic last. Park Dominion, Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. And I think you know what? Of all the dinosaurs we see, I think that's the scariest yeah. dinosaur ever of all the franchise. That's yeah. it's this one. I don't know what you think, Francis, but like every time you, you hear that little sound, yeah, like, the I'm like, oh no, oh no, not not him. Yeah, <laughs> no. and you know, you know that like in real life, Dilophosaurus was like about three times as big it was just gigantic it was not like they made it smaller because they didn't want it to um to be confounded with the with the raptors they were afraid that the public would think it's what why does this velociraptor has a as the neck frill and the thing so they chose to make it smaller but in fact it was it was supposed to be like much bigger but it's it's such a cool dinosaur and i think this this part, yeah, it, it, it's such a scary dinosaur. It's such a great scene with with Dennis Nedry. This just yeah. what an actor. I mean, you, go 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 fetch go fetch. Go, go no fetch. you went extinct. <laughs> it's crazy. The, the, the first movie has such a great cast. I mean, like everybody oh, yeah. is solid. I mean, we always forget that like Samuel Jackson is in this movie. No. You know, hold on to your butts yeah. with the like cigarette yeah. on the. I mean, I, it's great. I it, think one of the it, things. I quite like about Jurassic Park in terms of the writing is that how much exposition there is that's almost like casually thrown away like yeah. you're given the information about how uh, Lex and Tim's parents are going through a divorce you get that as like a quick throwaway line yeah. and if you're not paying attention you're never going to get that information again whereas like true, Jurassic yeah. World is like divorce 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 yeah. and you're constantly being reminded of it but Jurassic Park is like you have to be paying attention. You have to be engaged into this movie yes, because and, there's and no I, handholding. I think you you incorporate it like uh, not seamlessly, but I mean without even paying attention. You understand mm -hmm. that what 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 the characters are yeah, going. It's not like here's your ten seconds of exposition. Like sit, in, buckle in. We're going to explain everything. Take my yeah, hand. Exactly. Jurassic Park just like goes with it and expects you to be going with them. And, and I think they, that's one of its strongest merits. Apart from and there are excellent some music, excellent visual effects, great characters, you know, the whole package. I mean, Jurassic like, Park is I a think, whole package movie. I think everywhere they, they, they could be creative, they did also, like, because you're talking about exposition. I mean, the biggest exposition you need is understanding how do those dinosaurs come to life. And they decided to not do something boring and have a character explain it. Like, there's this short film with Mr. DNA, you yeah. know? So and the characters are learning about it. 
as you're learning about exactly. it, which was so cool that scene. I mean, it's still. I mean, even if the, 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 the visual effects are maybe <laughs> yeah. a little off, I, I really like how it's brought up. Yeah. Yes. Music is not quite finished yet. It's great, and I mean, even at the same time, the characters are already criticizing everything because they're paleontologists, yeah. they're scientists, so they're like, yeah. "But how can they do that? I mean, it's not possible to resurrect the DNA." Which is exactly the audience's reaction. Exactly. So, so it's 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 great writing. It's it's really great writing. And just to finish the part about about how I started to 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 like Jurassic Park. So I, I think I loved dinosaurs before uh, loving Jurassic Park. And the funny thing is that uh, my. Um, I really wanted to see it, but my parents wouldn't allow it because I would make nightmares. And so uh, sometimes my cousins, uh, who were my neighbors, they would pick movies like in a little hat uh, that we could watch together. And they were always saying like, so I'm sorry, Francis, but if it's Jurassic Park, you're going to have to go back home. <laughs> so, brutal. so it was brutal. So and they, at some point, like when I was a bit older, they decided to show me like some parts like that, the non-scary parts, like the Triceratops. So I I've seen the Triceratops scene, and then they showed me another scene, and then finally I got to see like the the whole movie, and I still didn't make nightmares of it, but like it's never left me since. And uh, so, and then uh, with the with the second one, but we're gonna talk about it later. But I also had nightmares, but that's the one I. Um, I, I no, I'm sorry. The third one is the the first one I saw in theaters. Um, in 2001. I think so, that's the first one I saw in theaters as well. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so back to, to Jurassic Park. I think, I don't know if we still have a, a bit of time, but uh, yeah, your your experience of these movies, how, how did they, um, how did they factor in your childhood <laughs> on your side of things? Goodness, I think it was more subliminal, apart from the fear that gets instilled to you, but I think there's also a sense of wonder that comes with it and it piques the curiosity and i remember finishing jurassic park and that was like a gateway drug to dinosaurs and i was just taking out like the dk encyclopedia books on dinosaurs and i i wanted to understand everything about the asteroid that destroyed them and i wanted to learn about the three different periods the triassic the cretaceous and jurassic i wanted to learn about not just dinosaurs but the the marine life marine biology uh, the fauna and how evolution happened from there so it was really like this eye-opening experience and as you get older you start looking back and you're like what the t-rex scene when, when it comes out you're like how do you film that in 1993 it's, for today's lens you're looking back and you're just like that is like one of the best scenes like in cinema and you're just like they made that in 93 they can barely make decent scenes in 2022 <laughs> it's crazy you're just talking about that scene and i'm having goosebumps because that's i think that's the scene i've watched like most of all because sometimes i just just go back to see and and one of the things i like most in this scene even though i i adore the score of john williams this there scene has no, no music there's yeah. no score and the sound design of that scene is just it's it's crazy. I, I can like I could recite you the beats of the T Rex walking and just it's 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 burned in my memory. And this scene is is it's it's pure cinema. It's pure yeah. dread, but at at the same time, it's just it's yeah, it's so well done. The the mood, the 
And it's crazy, just the effects in 93, I mean, they hold up better than than the ones from the recent movies. I mean, it's true, how, though. How, it's true, yeah. I, and I, I honestly, I wish today, like, some directors would be bold enough to just degrade the quality of their image a bit, just so that we can, like, the suspension of disbelief, like, enters more. Because when the image is so crisp, so sharp, and mm-hmm. you can see every single detail... It brings you out of it. Yeah, I find that the CGI with the 4K... Yeah. It breaks the immersion more than... Like, there's a reason why Lord of the Rings... ...still looks amazing today. And then you watch, like, The Hobbit, and you're like... The Hobbit. There is something a little off about it. It's jarring. And, I mean, it's it's 93. Jurassic Park is 1993. And the the T-Rex is just... It's... I mean, I have to say the T-Rex is... I love the Brachiosaur scene. The Brachiosaur scene makes me cry, honestly. I went to see Jurassic Park in 3D because they re-released it, and it was, like, the only occasion to see it on the big screen, and I just just bawled my eyes out at that scene. And... uh, But the T-Rex is such a great creature design, too. I mean... It's not anthropomorphic, but you can still, like, f- you feel the animal, but you feel the, the character, too, you know? And Rexy? It, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fred, what about you? Listen, to be honest, I don't really remember when I saw the first Jurassic Park. I think it might have been, I don't know, late during primary school, yeah. so around 1998, maybe? I'm mm. not sure. I saw it later than maybe other um, other kids of my age. I think age, I saw it in 96 or 97, right around when Lost World was coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know what? I'll do a segue to The Lost World because I know we want to keep moving and talking about the other movies. Yeah. But uh, what I like about the first two, especially the first two Jurassic Park films, is that they, they really echo well what they did with the Alien series, is that the first one is ambiance. It's more setting up uh, the world of Jurassic Park. It's action, but less so. Second one, it's full-on action, but well done. Mm-hmm. It's well done action. It's well in thrills. I think it's even scarier than the first one. Mm-hmm. And I think they really did that well, and that's why The Lost World is an underrated film, in my opinion, and I think Francis agrees. I, I, I see him shaking agree. his head. I'm very mixed but, on The Lost World. There's elements of it that I simply adore. Like the T-Rex scene, once again, is phenomenal. The, the double Rex with the, the, the caravan being thrown over the side of the cliff. I like um, uh, Kobayashi from Usual Suspects, the, the <laughs> yeah. game hunter. I yeah. thought he was a very interesting character. I liked this idea of like the game preserve. Like you have this whole entire island where they're just sort of like running wild, as opposed to being in a park environment. But there is also elements of the Lost World where I'm like, ah, I didn't really, I didn't, it didn't jive with me as well. One of the key things being the raptors in the second one. I thought that they were almost borderline um, like slapstick comedy at times. Oh, yeah. Whereas like the while fir- they would dispatch at the end, yeah, I yeah. do agree. It was yeah, like, it was a little too easy for the girl to get to get away. Yeah. yeah, So I think I think that's that's the main like everything. Everybody remembers like the gymnastics <laughs> part <Yeah. laughs> from the second movie, which is, I mean. And, and you know, we, we were talking about Battle of Big Rock. I don't know if you remember, but the, the person that like gets rid of the huge allosaur is the little like five-year-old girl who shoots mm-hmm. with an arrow. So I think that's that was an homage to that. Maybe like you know, kids doing like something just uh, completely crazy to get rid of a dinosaur. But I mean, it's a weird it's a weird choice. I think I think I really thought that 
I think there's a message like there there was a message behind that that like, like kids can do thing and I think it's a, a kind of throwback to Lex being able to like hack mm-hmm. the system but it's much more like out of nowhere I mean we've not and it's harder seen, to buy it like Lex it, it's hacking the computer while just yeah. on a timer you can buy it but exactly. being able to like gymnastic kick a raptor yeah. who was the but raptor's I, the villain of the first movie if you yeah, think about exactly. it it's almost like oh that was the big yeah. bad and now there's more of them but like I'm, they're not really a, a threat. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't too crazy about Malcolm in the second one, too. I thought he was much more subdued. He didn't have that, like, charm. He was more normal. Yeah. He was more normal. He was normal. Yeah. He didn't have that, like, charm and, like, <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I buy that as an evolution of the character who's, like, going He's got, like, PTSD. Yeah. You know, that's, that's almost how I looked at it too. He has like trauma, and he's sort yeah. of been like reduced Which is something a that bit. I appreciated. I mean, he's not the same man who was there, like with the sense of awe and wonder. It's just mm-hmm. we're gonna get killed. He's the he's the buzzkill of the film yeah. because he's always like everybody's excited to see dinosaurs, and he's just no, guys. This is not this is not a good idea. Let's but that per se doesn't make out. an interesting lead. I think that yeah. would be an interesting side character, but yeah, to have Malcolm as the lead while being a bit more of a pessimist. It makes it harder to get involved into like the sense of awe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's right. That's yeah. true. But I do remember one of the it's one of the coolest shots. It's not even that cool. But the very beginning when the compies are attacking the little girl and like the mom is about to scream and then it hard cuts to Malcolm yawning. Yeah, you're like, yawning in the yeah. So good. <laughs> I was obsessed with this shot when I was young. Like I was like like the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, she's it's, seeing Malcolm! He's yeah, appearing on the beach!" It's so like, jarring, but it's <laughs> so good. It's it's it is, laugh yeah. out loud funny. It's crazy, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> there, there's a lot of. I want to make an interesting connection to Jurassic World Dominion because actually, I think we were talking about Bryce Dallas Howard's character and her arc that was so intense, and then the third one, she's now hijacking. Well, not. I mean, like not kidnapping dinosaurs or rescuing dinosaurs from farms. I was like, why didn't they bring back Julian Moore's character for that mm. for that role? Because I think she she was the the, the, the freedom fighter in the second one, and they didn't br- bring her back her character and see how her relationship with Malcolm evolved after all this time. I was like, why didn't they bring back J- Julian Moore? Yeah, absolutely. That would have made more sense for the crazy arc of Claire's character, which, yeah, didn't was a little brutal and didn't make sense that much. They didn't explain it, why she changed so much. And I believe there was a copy-paste with the baby T-Rex slash baby raptors yeah. the baby mm-hmm. in, the sec- in the Jurassic World Dominion because you ex- have the exact storyline. Not storyline, but there, there's the exact little arc from a baby dinosaurs that you have in the lost world that you have in Jurassic yeah. World Dominion but with a raptor not yeah. with the T-Rex but it leads to much like bigger problems in the <laughs> in the lost world because in Dominion yeah, I mean yeah the 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 goal is to go and get back the baby raptor and mm-hmm. Maisie and the girl, and the girl. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but the way like because it was also to talk about like uh, animal instincts in the sec- in, in the last world, you know how the parents like cared for their young, which is also mm-hmm. a paleontological idea that was put in this movie, which talks about again about uh, what they wanted to like uh, the awe and wonder and teaching a bit of the science through the entertainment. So yeah, but it, it's it's totally a callback to that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Mommy's very angry. <laughs> Ma- mommy, mommy was angry in Dominion, but she wasn't moving a lot. Yeah. She was pretty much stuck in her forest, yeah. and she didn't. We didn't. We don't see her. We don't see Blue much of the whole film. Mm-hmm. I think, to be honest, in the yeah. beginning and the end. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the um, end of the Lost World? Because I know a lot of people were split on that. The, they thought it was maybe a little too Godzilla. Some people San really, Diego. yeah, I, San Diego. I love this scene honestly i mean i i don't know if it's because i grew up with it or i just i just think it's like the chaos the carnage that it would be to have i mean it's just also it's just such a bad idea but it's the kind of idea that a businessman could have you know yeah. like it's is the kind of idea that a businessman <laughs> could have um there's there's an interesting tidbit about like why the heck does uh the t-rex like, wh- why are everybody dead on the boat? You remember? Because the boat arrives and crashes yeah, into the and dock. and the hand's there, and you're like, what's happening? Well, yeah. were they supposed to have a raptor on there, and then they yeah, cut that exactly. out? Yeah, exactly. So, 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 in fact, there, there were supposed to be raptors on the boat. There was a scene with the raptors who attacked the people, and then the raptors just, like, jumped back and left the boat. Uh, and so there was just, like, the pieces of people going into that direction. Uh, and they did not leave that in the movie. So, like, just people are <laughs> disappeared with the hand. On the on the steering wheel, um, but yeah, I love honestly. I really love that scene because yeah, the Godzilla part didn't matter to me because it was just credible. And they explain also why the T Rex is super agitated because he's been given like these uh, the, the doses of uh, carfentanil, which makes him like a, a running train and it's just looking for its baby. So I mean, the motivations of why there's such a carnage around the T Rex. I mean, he's lost and he's looking for his baby and. Uh, and I think it's it was really well done. And for me as a kid, it was I think it was the scariest part of that movie because yeah. I mean when the, you when can the Rex really is outside that like the, the kids the window, pool, the kids window. I had nightmares of that. Me too. I yeah. mean, this is just and at the same time, I mean, we don't. Uh, and it's true, I, I remember seeing in a behind the scenes picture that. The T-Rex was supposed to ram his head through the window oh, yeah. because there is a behind-the-scenes picture with the with like the whole room caved in and the little boy there and and they didn't keep it in the movie. I I guess it was just too scary. So um, so yeah, I think that's the scene where you can relate because you're like, oh my god, it could happen to me. You know, yeah. I live I live somewhere a T-Rex could come and just like snatch me out of my bed. So, yeah. but so I I love that scene. I, I know some people were like, okay, no, the movie is ended. Why have a second ending? But I really I really thought it was an interesting, and I don't I yeah I, I think it was well well shot, well done, and I didn't think it was just too long. Yeah, no, same here. I like uh, the Lost World. I think it's a good sequel to the first one. Different, and we have to respect it for its difference. But not not bad. Uh, no, I not, agree. Not at all. I think it's an underrated film. Yeah, I quite and like the Lost the World. Uh, has a few problems, certainly. Yeah, but overall, yeah, sure. overall, perfect, overall uh, a yeah. solid sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, JP three now. JP three. <laughs> First movie in the theater, first yeah. Jurassic Park yeah. movie for all three of us in the theater. And yeah. the first one not directed by Spielberg, Joe Johnson's yeah. director on this one, the Joe guy Johnson. who designs Boba Fett. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And Joe Johnson, who I think directed Jumanji, is that right? Yeah, he did Jumanji. He also did Captain America, the first Avenger. Yes, yes, too. Yeah. That's so interesting. Okay, so he did some good he films. He did some yeah, stuff. He did yeah. do some and good films. Yeah. <laughs> we, there's cert- I think this is based on what I've seen already, but 
this one's definitely on the lower end. I'm not sure if I like this one the least or if I like Fallen Kingdom the least. I think this is my second. Fallen Kingdom least. Yeah, the I least, think, I think I, for me. I'm yeah. drinking to that as well. But there was so a lot of rough patches with JP3. Yeah. I think most noticeably off the top of my head, I remember the animatronics for the Spinosaurus. Almost felt like a theme park. Like they just weren't up to the standard that was set before them. Yeah. And uh, the, the movie effects. is a the movie is a very quick ninety minutes, if I'm not mistaken. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Tia Leone's character, she's like screaming in the jungle. It's like <laughs> there's dinosaurs here. Maybe, maybe simmer down a little bit. I did quite like the idea of raptor communication in that yeah. movie, though. That was probably the most interesting part of it, and in introducing the concept of alphas in a pack. So the movie isn't without merits, and the. Um, the aviary scene was taken straight from Jurassic Park book. Yeah, yeah. Which is exactly. one of the most terrifying parts of the book. So the, the aviary was great with the fog and all that. Um, Spinosaurus was fine, I guess. So yeah, it wasn't, I, yeah. I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. And I think the, 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 um, the battle between the Rex and the Spinosaur, um, I think honestly was really well done compared to some like movies we can see today. If if you like rewatch it, the sense of weight, the sense that these are huge creatures, you feel their weight, even though they are in CGI, which is something that some sometimes seems to get forgotten, like in huge battles these times, uh, where j they just move really like who, mm -hmm. and you you don't get a sense of, of of the reality pushing them and the gravity. And I thought that this scene was really well done as for the like the fighting part. And uh, but I, I I agree that the effects were not as good as the first two, but I think this this scene and it's the first time we have a like a real like juggernaut fight you know between two mm -hmm. dinosaurs and I think that's became a problem with the next movies because now in like in Dread, in Dominion and then and it's always that now it's people want to see big dinosaurs fighting which was not. It's not what and Jurassic Park like, was, you know. That, those are my least interesting parts yeah. of the movie. Like, I mean, I, I don't remember these movies for the dinosaur battles. No, exactly. Um, as for the characters, um, I mean, I, I've been, not been told, but I've read somewhere that you have to watch, and I, I don't really like. I think uh, Fallen Kingdom is 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 worse. I think uh, JP three has a kind of nostalgia. Aura to me because I've, it's the first one I saw in cinema. There were video games that were uh, also tied to to the game, and I I was really like I was a, a young like teenager watching that. So uh, that's so I think I, I I kept a good memories of this, even though it's not a good movie. But I I've read somewhere that you have to watch it like as a dark comedy. <laughs> it's like a dark comedy. Mm. Uh, set in the universe of Jurassic Park, and when you watch it, it's really like th th there are some good jokes <laughs> in there, and yeah. the, the characters are always quirky. There's this couple who's just arguing all the time. It's not, it's weird because it's not what you're used to in Jurassic Park, and it's weird to have this in on an island full of dinosaurs, you know. But um, I think it's how it was like kind of devised that movie as a as a dark comedy set on an island with dinosaurs, which is a, just mm -hmm. a weird idea. Although it's the the worst of the trilogy that we can agree on for sure. Um, I did actually like the characters in Jurassic Park Three. I think uh, you you referenced the couple that's argumenting arguing a lot, uh, Francis. So I think it's a uh, William H yeah. Macy's character with Tia Leone. 
But to be honest, I mean, their arc in the movie is actually quite complete and makes sense because if you re- at the very beginning they're divorced and their son is missing, so he went with the stepfather on the island and he's he, he's lost there and he needs to survive for eight weeks. His parents divorce. They don't really seem like they really Divorces enjoy are a real each big other's company that much. <laughs> but yeah, divorces—it's true, yeah. though, right? It's, yeah. It always comes in back. Every and they, they knew they need to okay pull their resources together, uh, hire somebody to get to the island together, and through all the journey and the, the horror of the island and the the thrills and the adventure, it actually brings them closer. And actually, at the very end, they notice they're like, well, maybe we're better off together after all. We need to like, we, we might argue all the time, but I mean, we get shit done. We, we got our son back and we're actually, but I, I, maybe I'm, I'm a little naive and stupid, but I did find that that arc worked quite nicely at the end. I was like, okay, I can, I can buy that they're coming back together after, after such a, I don't know, like a life changing experience. So I, can, I can buy that they're, Going so back so what them, you mean is that couples counselor should send people on islands <laughs> exactly. like full of dinosaurs to get their relationship back together? But isn't there like a TV series, not a reality TV series that does that? Like two two family members who needs to reconcile and they just put them in this like yeah, life or death so. survivor it, situation. It, it probably and at, and at the end, after the trip, I mean, I think an amazing race kind of feeling. They actually bond. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's it's kind of what happens here, and I, I'm true. okay with that. <laughs> For the action, I mean, like you said, I mean, some some of the some of the fights are good, um, but yeah, it's a little cliche. It's not great. Yeah, it's, it it's a bit silly, but the, I mean, it's I, a bit silly. Yeah, it's it. I think it's a silly movie, but there, there are parts to enjoy. And I mean, do do we also believe that a guy like a eleven year old boy would survive for two months on an island full no. of dinosaurs? I mean. Why did they choose eight weeks? I didn't. I never understood why they chose to say eight weeks. They could have said like three weeks, and I would have bought it. And they could have organized it everything in these three weeks. I mean, I don't know. Eight weeks seemed like very long for an eleven-year-old boy to survive all of. Yeah, them. and he he would be wounded. Maybe yeah. I would buy that. Maybe after two weeks, he would be maybe like I don't know, like hemorrhaging everywhere, yeah. like <laughs> like on the arm. verge of dying, basically <laughs> broken arm and some something. But now after eight weeks, he's he's okay, and he has T Rex urine in his, yes. in his stuff. <laughs> that <laughs> kid's going places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and he used it, I don't know, as camouflage because yeah. basically it, it scares the other predators yeah. away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but it brings the Spinosaur, so that's what he was saying. It, it, it brings the big yeah. one with the sail on his back. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a good idea. And there was such a weird cup in that film because we mentioned The Lost World with the yawning. Uh, but I think it's when the Spinosaurus kills the T-Rex and I think he turns yeah. his head. And there's a and smash. And then William J. Macy is like punched. <laughs> He's punching the face. <laughs> I was like, this is so weird. Such a weird it, cut. That yeah, it's, work. it's a cut by sound. But you hear the sound yeah. of the punch while seeing the Spinosaur. It's, yeah. it's just weird. <laughs> weird editing once strikes back, essentially. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then there was a significant gap in time, and then Universal decided, well, we haven't been making as much money as we wanted to, so let's somewhat reboot, somewhat sequelify the Jurassic franchise. And they gave us Jurassic World in 2015, mm-hmm. this time with Chris Pratt in the lead role, Bryce Dallas Howard, co-lead. And the general idea for Jurassic World was we wanted to show the park fully operational, like Hammond's original vision. 
they also this is where the concept of the hybrid dinosaurs was introduced with the indominus yeah. raptor um once again i think opinions were quite split on the first jurassic world uh, I quite like the first Jurassic World. I think it's a great monster movie. Not per se a great Jurassic movie, but as someone who likes like Godzilla-type movies, I think Jurassic World was a pretty entertaining monster movie when it was focusing on the monster aspects. Case in point, the scene where the uh, Indominus breaks out of the, the habitat and Pratt's hiding underneath the Jeep, cuts the, the pipe underneath the car, sprays himself with gasoline. Like, little things like that, I'm like, yes. Like you see like the bottom of the jaw like the the tension with that those were really well but then like the two kids god they detracted terribly from the movie overall and i think if you were to just pluck them out of the movie just take them away not much changes at the end of the day apart from less baggage like you don't need to have the kids being a threat when the whole island full of park uh, guests is a guest uh, is a, is a threat so at the end of the day an entertaining but horribly flawed movie at the same time that's uh my quick yeah. takeaway on jurassic world uh, the design of the endoraptor i had to suspend my disbelief a little bit like it can turn invisible uh, it's a little splice of this that and the other and then you're like i guess i can buy it because it's the the gene splicing that was introduced in the first movie but it did take away from that like sense of wonder like this is a dinosaur and you're like nah this is a monster this is frankenstein's monster but for yeah. dinosaurs and, and and then it comes up with a big cgi battle at the end so <laughs> we saw it together francis actually in 2015 oh it's true you uh, went Jurassic for my World. birthday yeah. <laughs> i did it, it was, was but it was fun yeah it was fun. i brought all my the friends first for time. my birthday <laughs> It was cool. It was a, it was a cool experience. But I do like again. I think it's it's a trick that they redo in every film after that. But the first Indominus Rex, I think it, I'm not sure it was a raptor. I think it was a Rex. Yeah, Indominus Rex. But um, the first time they actually present the idea of a multi-gene dinosaurs who's more intelligent and able to capture and track his prey, even with an even smarter sense of I don't know like radar and observation and smell and senses. This is frightening, and I think it worked well. But they, Francis, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they reused that too many times in the following films. Yeah. So it was less interesting as time went by. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there are things that, I mean, you can only go so much as thinking an animal can do some things. You know, you, you were talking about the camouflage. The camouflage comes from the Lost World. In fact, you remember in the book that the Carnotaur, who appears mm -hmm. in Fallen Kingdom, but they can camouflage. And the scenes were much better in the book. I mean, they're kind of around the shed and they're just hearing creaking noise and they don't know. And then, I, if I remember well, the, the weight in the book, just a quick tidbit, well, the, the way that they discovered the, the, the Carnotaur is that they, the Carnotaurus, is that they have a flashlight and they spin it around and they don't have the time to track the, so so it leaves a kind of uh, a, a kind of motion trail of the mm -hmm. of the flashlight so they can see where they are so that you know that was genius in the book i wish they'd done something like that for the movie because and also like the indominus can also somehow modify his heat signature 
uh, he can like. Why like, would he? Why, why do you, do you why do you need that? <laughs> why do you need that? Why do would an animal think about modifying his heat signature? Yeah. He knows that he's being tracked by infrared cameras. I mean. That, that, no, and that's where that's, the whole like military angle comes in with yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio's character, so, and you're like, okay yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah, some things were just too stretched out. There were some great moments in Jurassic World, uh, the, the first one. Uh, I didn't care much for the kids too. I think they were mostly not well cast. I think I think this line could have been interesting i mean in the first film i mean i love lex and tim <laughs> i yeah. think they're fun characters i mean i i think you can, We're rooting you can relate for them. to them you're rooting for them but that these I don't, I don't even remember the names of these two kids oh my god i don't zach even. and i don't know zach yeah. and i don't know so um i think they were not well cast and not well written and that and they mm -hmm. could have i mean two kids lost all by themselves in the park i think it can be interesting yeah but you have just, to have interesting wasn't. characters and they, and, yeah. and it wasn't so yeah. but i think i think mostly the whole this whole new franchise is not very well cast i have to say in the new one in dominion mamoudou atier i love him i think he's a really mm -hmm. good uh, actor uh, Wanda, uh, um, uh, Wanda, uh, what's her, what's her name? Um, the, 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 the pilot. pilot. No, yeah, the so pilot. I think, I think yeah, she has I potential. She has potential, but I mean, Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt should not have been in this series. Chris but Pratt that's because, as himself. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt as Chris Pratt as again. You know, yeah. I loved Chris Pratt in Parks and Recs, but I mean, since then he's just been Chris Pratt every single yeah. time. So, and I, I, I just, I also think stopping dinosaurs with his hand, just like stop, yes! like no, <laughs> look yeah. at me. <laughs> look. So, um, I think the, the, the cast is a, is a problem in, in Jurassic World. It could have been much more human. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, what was I about to say? Um, I, I, you know, I was a bit, I was a bit. Um, there's been so much time between the Jurassic, <laughs> uh, like between Jurassic Park three and Jurassic wo uh, World, you know th they were supposed to do the sequel in two thousand and eight. Uh, so mm -hmm. since two thousand and eight, I had been waiting for Jurassic's sequel. You know, and in Jurassic four, they were gonna do hybrid dinosaurs. Exactly. I remember the concept yeah. art for that. Oh my god! Yeah, and that I think that would have been. Uh, even they were, worse because <laughs> they were combining humans and humans dinosaurs right and dinosaurs oh, no. it's yeah, just like big a, a huge like hulk like creature with a triceratops head i mean it like, it was bonkers and what i, I mean like, I read think that, triceratops like, from uh triceratops. fury <laughs> that could have been the follow-up triceratops in jurassic world yeah. <laughs> and um so i was reading in that like about that live while it was like the rumors were there you know i was young and uh, so and, and i didn't know if i wanted this kind of storyline but when jurassic world got out i was i honestly spent a kind of week um like i was in a fever dream you know afterwards because it was not was i i, I waited for that movie for so long and it was not as good as i had hoped and it was not the way I wished the franchise would be. And it's, it's Jurassic Park is such a big part of my identity that I was left like just for some days, like a few days, like 
floating, like, not sure if I was really like almost like shell-shocked. Yeah, almost like shell-shocked because I didn't have something to wait for as much, you know? And uh, so I think that's why I tempered my expectations for <laughs> for Dominion because I had already lived in that movie like twice, you know, uh, trying to uh, like really hoping for the best and then being disappointed. Um, yeah. So I think so, yeah. uh, disappointing was the appropriate word for Fallen Kingdom oh, to, to wrap that up. Even worse. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I know there are people who did enjoy Fallen Kingdom because it was at least doing something different. Yeah. But... Yeah. So... Not not a fan of Fallen Kingdom. I, I The one thing I do like, I liked the the gothic horror element that yep. J.A. Bayona was working with. Yeah. And that's more or less the only redeeming quality that I can think of. I hated the Indoraptor. Like, yeah. You don't understand how much I hated yeah. the Indoraptor. And it's like when it's in the cage with this little like God, tail no, wagging no, around. No. No. I was in the theater and I was like Yeah. They just threw a whole franchise like <laughs> Yeah, out it's, the window. It's I also no. did not like the the aspect of like cloning the, the girl, the little girl. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like I, that the, she released the dinosaurs at the end of the movie because she was like, They're alive, yeah. I am too. I'm like it's, what? No. Like we can, like, we can, no. <laughs> we can, we can put them. You can just maybe tranquilize them and put them back on like the, so I, the preserve. I, so there's just a lot of dumb in this movie, and the the yeah. idea of taking dinosaurs off the island was very reminiscent of the Lost World, but in a much yeah. derivative way. At the end of the day, I'm not. Sp- you, you can make the case that she's a mass murderer actually because <laughs> she released the dinosaurs in the open world, and then the, the third one is like there's deaths involved. Yes. I know you can totally <laughs> like, put that on her. And uh, I, I'll not spoil you since you're gonna see it tomorrow, but they kind of retconned why she was cloned. So I'll leave you to that. Yeah, yeah. true. And oh, I boy. think it's I think it's a bit more interesting what yeah. they did with that. Uh, so so yeah, it's a bit more meaningful, um, and it made me appre- like in a weird way appreciate a character just a tad much, but uh, but not not a lot more. But it was n- less uh, catastrophic than than in Fallen Kingdom. Um, yeah, catastrophic is the right word qu- for Fallen Kingdom for me. Yeah, catastrophic. Yeah. Can you answer um, uh, a question for me? So, since you you've read the Michael Christian books. Um, the Charlotte Lockwood character doesn't exist. Is mm-hmm. okay because again, you're gonna see it tomorrow, Sean. You'll know, but she's referenced a lot as a, a woman and scientist that was around during the first movies. She was in Jurassic Park working with Hammond, and she's supposed to be like such a big deal, like such a bright woman. She brought so many things to the table. And I'm like, well, you never spoke about her before. How can we really care about about this woman we've never heard of before? So I don't know. Maybe I missed something, and she re- was referenced earlier, but maybe no. maybe not. So I won't. no, okay. No, but so. uh, I think <clears throat> I think what I tried to do is that she was like a, a very uh, important scientist in Jurassic Park, but not really um, like a named one. <laughs> you know, I mean, she she didn't maybe. Uh, not like Doctor Wu, so yeah. so. But it, you you know, after Fallen Kingdom, I went back to see if like Benjamin Lockwood was a character in the original books, and no. So they just completely created that storyline for the movies. It, he's not in the book. In the book, the first um, the first thing that Hammond creates is a miniature elephant 
that he that he brings with him to like show his investors mm -hmm. and it's like the size of a cat and he says that he's extremely aggressive <laughs> and he's not nice but he shows them to investors showing <laughs> he can manipulate the genes and and everything so but uh, I, I we don't hear about lockwood i'm i think in a in a perfect universe like um that would have been interesting like the colleague of of uh of hammond like working but i mean working in their basement in the manor in california uh i also liked some of the gothic elements and i thought some scenes were kind of scary uh yeah. oh i i have after that i have to say one thing about that movie though um uh and i also liked the intro the intro led me in, in a way that i was thinking that with maybe the t-rex and the mosasaur yeah mostly the t-rex because the guy you know he's trying to open the gate yeah. and then you just see the t-rex like, out of the tree line the, that was very good and 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 i thought it was it was well thought so they, okay there is one scene in fallen kingdom uh, that completely destroyed me, <laughs> and I guess maybe you'll you'll know what, which one I, I'm talking about. Is it the brachiosaur? <laughs> it is the brachiosaur. So I was with my boyfriend in the in the theater when this scene, and this is one of the only scenes that they did not spoil in the trailer. You know, I we knew that the volcano, blah blah blah. We had uh, seen the whole movie in the trailer, but when oh, we just lost Fred, I think. <laughs> yeah, hold plug back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That moment when the brachiosaur is... Do, do you want me to, to wait for Fred and you can... No, no, we'll keep this, going. Please? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Wait, he's writing. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, that moment when you see the brachiosaur on the deck and, like, you arrive and you know that he's gonna die. I mean, I started bawling my eyes out but being like uncontrollable because for me in such an awful movie they were like killing the essence of jurassic park you know so i was kind of seeing that as my whole childhood being just destroyed and as like they were saying it's done there's no more island there's no more jurassic park it's never gonna come back plus that's the same brachiosaur from I the first know. movie just to, like, i know salt the wound a little <sighs> bit more yeah so that was i was not expecting that and i just cried but so much it was honestly i was a bit ashamed afterward because i cried like a, a kid it was it was horrible so it's like i it, in a movie that I did not like, they did a scene that completely like brought me to tears. Which I mean, kudos to them. But it was it was the worst movie for that to arrive. So. Yeah. So I, th I think that I can agree with that. That was the most like oh they went yeah. there. Uh, the the actual animatronic T Rex head inside of the cage was at least that there was like some yeah. tension trying to like go around yeah. that but there's just a lot of like dumb in fallen kingdom at the end of the day yeah. a lot of things you have to sort of spend your disbelief um one of the assistant characters i believe his the actor's name is justin oh the, the guy from screams yeah, yeah justice I, justice justice Smith. yeah justice Smith. Yeah. his scream there I'm, it, it, <laughs> it takes me out of the movie yeah <laughs> I, I, again it's it's going for that audience reaction it's not a genuine yeah, reaction uh, but, uh, but uh, the, the the number one worst character in this movie is the hunter who pulls out the teeth oh, yeah. of the dinosaurs yeah. 
who's get who gets killed by the Interruptor. I mean, like while Roland Tembo in The Lost World which was just such a great character. This one is such a lame character. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy. And he's a, but he's a solid actor too, so it's Yeah, like, so it's it's just sad. It's just sad. Uh, like everybody was not well directed cast. The idea was were bad. There are some also um like for me who's a dinosaur lover and who loves a uh, like character design and creature design. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the uh, the he's idea back. of he's back. The idea of the Indo. Oh, now you all you sound all different too. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, well, we're almost done. We were just going to be talking. I was yeah. going to bring up the uh, the Indo Raptor. How I the one thing I did not like about the Indo Raptor is that it's part Raptor and part Indominus. But the Indominus is already part Raptor, so it's just yeah. like, what the? It, it doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, Fallen Kingdom, nothing makes sense. It was overall quite boring. Yeah. It's derivative, uninspired, CGI heavy, generic bad guys, generic plot. And yeah, I don't have yeah, too, and much, for, too and many for, kind things to say about it. And for movies that are like about dinosaurs, I was sad in the whole trilogy how... Um, how they made some dinosaurs ugly. I mean, like talking as a dinosaur lover who who just what I know. I don't know if you guys watched the prehistoric planet with. Uh, I've, seen, like, I've seen the free clips. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the free clips that are on YouTube, but I don't have uh, Apple. It's, but what I have seen, it's really top notch. Uh, one that comes to mind is the uh, one of the dinosaurs with the little arms. Using yeah, the, the carnivores. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And there's also the T-Rex swimming. Yeah, with the babies. Yeah. Very, very neat. Uh, If I had Apple, I would definitely be watching it. Yeah, it's it's worth it. It's I mean, it's narrated by David Attenborough, uh, who's the who's the brother uh, of uh, of John Hammond. So exactly. So So he does the uh, like the BBC Planet Earth. Yeah, exactly. uh, Blue Planet. And it's produced by uh, John Favreau. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just so well done. It's very good. It's very uh, in the same vein as Planet Earth and uh, and Blue Earth, Blue Planet, and everything. So that that was like just to say that I was very disappointed in the, in the dinosaur designs of uh, they, they they changed some of the designs that were very good in the first movies and they made them but ugly like the pteranodons. Yeah, tyran- the pteranodons and the morphodons and- are horrible they're yeah, ugly the, the t-rex looks weird and the t-rex is down. weird uh in the second one they they remove the beaks from the stegosaurus like he has lips and then he has no he doesn't in the so they made weird design choices and while we're like we're in like 2020 and we know so much more about dinosaurs and they could have made like beautiful creatures which was what they did in the first film i mean the the design of the raptors in, in the first film the design of the t-rex of the Dilophosaurus, like every single dinosaur design in the first trilogy is just top notch mm-hmm. like it's beautiful Chef's animals kiss. yeah it's it, they're beautiful animals they're credible they're interesting they're not boring and now they did some generic like monster ugly math so that was a very big disappointing point yeah. as a dinosaur lover i mean they, they they did some really weird choices i don't know if it falls on trevor's like uh, shoulders if it doesn't just have taste and design uh or if it goes to like execs at universal or something but they made bad choices in design yeah 
Uh, we're 124 right now. I think we'll wrap up the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure our poor listeners don't get tired listening yeah. to us. <laughs> but uh, Francis, thank you for being on the show. Hey, thank you for inviting me. That was a big discussion. On yeah, everything no, Jurassic. We, we probably could have gone for longer if we really wanted to. Yeah, it's, so it's six movies. <laughs> it's six, it's a lot to dive in. But it's what, a lot to uh, dive in. Let us know what else you're interested in, and we can always yeah, have you back on the show to talk for sure, more. For sure. Um, for those listening, as always, please give this a like, a review, a follow, all the fun stuff. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. You can find us all on social media. Uh, email us, chat with us. We want to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. So that's that's the housekeeping on my end. Fred, do you have anything? So listen, Francis, it was such an honor having you during the show. Thank you so much for the, the big geek discussion on the Jurassic World universe. Um, we had big fun, man. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll welcome you next time. 